Cheers, people. What is going on? Welcome to the Dad's Happy Hour podcast, episode number 16, the Joe Montana of episodes. Nice. We are back in the Creative Court Company studios. The tripod is here. Goody, my man, what is going on? Man, all good here. Just glad to be back in the studio. It's been two weeks. Two weeks is a long time to wait to do this again. It's been, yeah, it's been more well, than two, two weeks. weeks we were, yeah. yeah, we weren't here, so it's been a month since we've been here. Yeah. Ash, what's going on, man? Man, I'm a little tired, a little worn out from work, but I'm I'm glad to be here and get this break. Somebody's got to do it, Ash. That's it. Pushing through, man. Hard work, clean living. You got Pam slash Tommy that don't have a job. <laughs> I work. I'm feeling good these days. Since oh, yeah, how you doing, Pam? Ask. I'm great, man. My Cubs have the best uh, record in baseball, and uh, baseball life is good right now, even though the Cardinals are trying to screw up the season. So, but I'm feeling good, man. I'm They're feeling good. They're trying to screw it up by not playing? Yeah, with the Rona. They just kick, kick them out. They can't wear a mask and they can't stop going out and hanging out, you know, till 2 well, What is that going to do to baseball, though? Who knows? Well, they'll, they'll, they'll figure it out some way. First, if you are not doing so, and if, or if this is your first time listening, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Spotify, or iHeart Radio. <laughs> Anywhere you can find us, it doesn't matter. Google Podcasts, you name it. We're there. Follow us on Instagram at Dad's Happy Hour Podcast. Email us, Dad's Happy Hour Podcast at gmail.com. Especially, we got a couple spots left open in the Fantasy Football League. If you want in, send us an email. If you're nervous about it, too, just let us know that. Like, I understand we're probably going to kick your ass in it, but come play. Just play. All right. On today's show, I am going to rant about putting together a swing set slash slide slash rock climbs for big playground set in my backyard. Ash has got another dad joke for us. He's also got a fantasy football question for us. And we're going to get into talking about the AFC. We're going to break down the divisions, who we think is going to win and who we think is going to be wild card teams and who's going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. And then to finish the show, we're going to talk about our top five favorite North Carolina breweries. But first we're going to get into what we're drinking. And Goody brought us something today to start with. What are we drinking? We got a Southern Range. It's a hazy by nature. It's a hazy IPA, 6.9% alcohol. Uh, we've done a lot of hazies on here, so I guess we can. it'll be a good one to compare to other ones we've tried. But let's give this one a shot. How about we cheers and not just start drinking it, Pam? Looks like orange juice. It does. Couldn't wait. I like it, man. It's smooth. This is good. I like Naughty by Nature, too. You brought us a good Not beer. because I hate you. That's a good one right there, Ash. <laughs> um, what do you think, Goody? What's your thoughts on this? I do like this as a hazy IPA, and I do like hazy IPAs, so I'm going to give it a 7-1. I, I think I kind of concur with that. I like 7-1 for this one. That's solid. I would definitely drink that again. It's not too, it's not, it, it looks heavy, but it doesn't drink heavy. It drinks about like an orange juice. Um, I'm going to go with a, I'm, I'm going to go. You can't do seven one, can you? <laughs> I'm going to go with a, uh, seven two. Ooh, Ooh, better than that. I like that. Nice. I like how easy that was to drink. I like yeah. it. Ash, what do you think of it? I didn't like it that much. To be honest with you. <laughs> so it will not be getting a seven from me, but I will give it a five nine. There you go. Oh, you didn't like this. No. I Did didn't. you not like? Do you like other hazies, or you just don't like any hazy? Um, I this didn't like this one. I feel I like it's know. a different kind of hazy. Like there's like no really, yeah, I extreme hop taste to it. Yeah, I don't taste any hops. Yeah, I was thinking that myself. 
<laughs> All right, well, we can move on. I mean, we you brought us a beer too, so if you want to talk about that, but I, I don't know. I, I think Southern Range has got a good one right there, man. Yeah, Southern Range, they make good beer. They do. That was good stuff. I mean, I would definitely order a few of those. That's easy to drink for a uh, IPA. Cool looking can too. Yeah. So I brought in uh, Redhead Amber Ale from He's not sharing. New York. Um, this is uh, another beer I brought in from my trip up to New York. It's brewed in Wilson, New York by the Woodcock Brothers Brewery. It said Amber Ale, like I said, and it's 5.5% alcohol. So let's give this a go. Cheers again. They didn't want to touch glasses. I'm a, I'm a fan. I like this. It reminds me of uh, Red Oak yeah, out of Greensboro. It's really easy to drink. I could definitely uh, have several of these. That, that's a good one, man. New York must be something in the water up there, but that's, that's a good beer. They do food and drinks right up there. I used to love Ambers, and now I feel like I'm getting away from them, but like Red Oak used to be my favorite beer of all time. It's just an easy drink. It, it's easy. It's better when it's cold, though, to me, like when the weather's cold. Okay. Almost like you. a... I see uh, that. Like drinking a porter or a stout. Yeah, or like an Oktoberfest beer. I like those two. By the yeah. fire. But Ash, what do you give this beer? Man, I, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. So I'm going to go 7.5. Just because I could easily buy this and drink it just sitting around and enjoy it. Not feel like it was a forced deal, you know? No, I get it. Yeah, that's an easy drink. I'm going to go 6.7. Okay, if, That's if, like I, if I gave Six, this seven, hazy Goody. a seven one, and if they but they both were sitting in front of me, I'm gonna choose the hazy over that one. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna say a you know six eight for that one. All right, that ain't bad. Not not far away, but it's good. Me and you are kind of on the same level there. Yeah, but there's other beers we're not. Oh, no, that's true. But I I've got some exciting news for us at least. I'll bring yes. this in there. I'm gonna homebrew my own IPA. I picked up some ingredients from Wilmington Brewing yeah, Company. Yeah, I saw you posted that. What, yeah. Like, what kind of beer are you making? I'm going to do a West Coast IPA with a little bit of grapefruit taste to it. I like that. Oh. That'll be yeah. good. Hopefully, I don't screw it up. How many are you making, though? I'll probably make about two cases worth. You're not going to share much. We'll get a taste. Yeah, you get a taste. I'll bring you a <laughs> bottle. I'll bring you a 12-ounce bottle. He's going to pour us a little bit in our glass. Yeah, that's what I'll do for you. I like grapefruit. All right, moving on. But first, let's talk about the Credit Court Company. This is who you call for your beer and wine needs. If you have a wedding or a special event you are planning, then reach out to the Credit Court Company on Facebook or Instagram. They have all your beer and wine needs to throw a good party. Get in touch with them even if you want them to refill your fridge or wine cabinet. And if you're in the Charlotte and surrounding area, they deliver. Contact the Credit Court Company today and mention Dad's Happy Hour for a special offer. I just had delivered it today from the Credit Court Company. Thanks, ladies. What was it? Beers. Oh. Beers. Very nice. Had a case of natural light and some more IPAs in the fridge. You know, natural light's just my little light beer to have around the house. That's cut, disgusting. Cut grass. You know, to clean with? No. Instead of drinking a bunch of water. Anyway. Oh, my body's full of water. That. That's true. Dad ran time. And uh, I'm going to rant about putting together this ridiculous swing set. My wife had the idea. So we just got back from the beach. Uh, last Saturday and on Sunday it was my daughter's sixth birthday for her birthday my wife thought it would be a fantastic idea to buy a backyard swing slit swing swing set swami swing. <laughs> samsonite 
swing set, fully equipped with a, a tower fort, a rock climb wall, and a slide. So I got a question. So you come back from vacation for two weeks. So Exhausted. I'm sure your yard looked like shit. My yard was a jungle. And you just spent two weeks. The first thing you want to do is build a swing set. You must have done something on vacation to piss her it's off. It's not very hot out either. The first, <laughs> the first thing that I had to do though was cut that jungle. So Saturday when we got back, I spent a couple of hours. Wait, we had a podcast about that. Three about cutting the jungle. We did <laughs> <laughs> cutting that jungle in my backyard, and then on Sunday, on our, our daughter's birthday, we spent that day digging a hole. That leveled out because our house is uh, on a pretty much like a mountain, it seems like. But our backyard is a, a slope. So we had to level out this area. So, so on Sunday, I spent that day digging in 95 degree weather. I'm really bothered by this, by the way. You can't even talk. <laughs> I heard a spo in there. what <laughs> I heard. And then we have spent every day this week putting together the swing set. Now, mind you, I'm not really good with a drill or hammer in our house, I'm I not. Can't, I can't. Goody, I can't imagine I'm that. trying Can to you? figure out what he is good at. Beard. Uh, <laughs> cultivation. <laughs> anyway, in our household, before she I drill, like yard with- <laughs> before I put up a picture or anything, I have to get approval from my wife to drill something because she's, she's one like, she'll measure everything out. From the floor to however high it needs to go, the width, all that stuff. She does it right. She does it right. Yeah, I, I just eyeball the shit out of it. So behind every picture that I put up, there's four holes in the wall. As opposed to whatever picture she puts up, there's just one. You're like that shade tree mechanic. has that cigarette dangling from his lip the whole time while he's talking. Yeah. You know, you're going to do it seven times before you do it right. Y- yes. It's just, I'm like, let's just get it done. We'll, we'll eyeball it. We probably got car- it. Carburetor. Probably carburetor. And I probably take just as much time putting up a picture in our house with four holes in our wall is my wife does measuring everything out and doing everything perfectly. So but anyway, this swing set is a bitch. Yep. I'm not made for this, especially when it's 95 degrees. Outside. I can't lie to you. None of us are made for the swing set business. No, it's, it's ridiculous. It's not any better when it's cold out. Cause we did the same set for our kids for a Christmas present. And I was in a rush to get it. Put Why together. didn't you just let Santa Claus do it? Well, he was late. And so I stepped <laughs> in. Busy. And uh, it was brutal. I had some help and it still took forever. Dude, the build, the instructions say it takes two people seven hours to do. Crap. Bullshit. That's just that's we, not right. We did one years ago. Well, I did one. I think my dad came and helped me. But it's like on the ends of the boards, they have these letters. And then it's like whoever stamped them. Was some uh, intern, college student, didn't give a shit about what he was doing. Probably missed half the boards. You can't read the AEs and the ABs. Uh-uh. Like, wait, which, which one is this? And it's the floor, and it makes you walk across the and thing. You can't stuff. tell the I from the L. No. Or the, yeah. That's, but yeah. I'll tell you, the smartest thing that Gerald Spate's ever done, I don't mean to throw his real name out, I would call him G-Money, but smartest thing this kid's ever done was he hired two guys that came in and built his kid's play set. Newt? No, nah, not not Ali G, but G Money did this. But did he hire Newt? Did he hire Newt? Newt is Ali G, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Same person. Ali G, Bob the Builder, you know. But anyway, no, he didn't hire him. He hired two guys that do this for, I guess they do it for a living. Three to four hours max. I think it was 300 bucks, and they had it all put up. 
anchored it down, everything. And G sat in his underwear and tube socks and watched them from his couch. It's hey. pretty smart. Nah, he takes his socks off and balls them up and does a little route and shoots it into the clothes hamper. Still does that <laughs> like he's nine. <laughs> My kids better play on this thing every day. I mean, they won't. That's going to piss you won't. off more than anything. With school coming up and we're doing everything remote, they needed some kind of, uh, you know, a little recreation in the backyard to get away besides just the trampoline that they have. But ah, I hope they play on it every day because that thing sucked. Man, to put I together. can't wait the first time you tell me your son went up there and pissed off the top of it. That's fine. Pissing, <laughs> down, the, pissing down the slide. Use it, bud. Then your daughter's going to go sliding down the slide. Like, oh, man. Nolan P. Well, they actually forgot the slide. They didn't. It, we opened it up, and the slide wasn't there. So that doesn't That's come until Sunday. They didn't forget. The biggest, <laughs> most important piece. <laughs> what will get used the most out of that whole thing? This is that family to piss on our parts. Don't send this one. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I have uh, done nothing but be put to work since I got back from vacation when all I wanted to do was just rest. But But are you finished? Other than the slide. So you're just finished. waiting for the slide. Yes. No other parts are sitting out. We So I cut the grass on Saturday when we got back in the 90 plus degree weather. I dug out a hole to put a level area out for it on Sunday in the 95 degree weather. And then on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday in the 95 degree weather, we put it together. I was just dripping sweat. I can just imagine face. the level of whining that your ass oh, was doing. Oh, gosh. I don't whine. What? I, I don't mind. You called her, you texted us today about your back hurting you. It's, it's from doing all this shit all week. What it That's is. a serious problem. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do the podcast because my back hurts. I never said that. All people. you got to do is speak in the mic. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Ash has got a dad joke for us. Leave the funny stuff to Ash, not you. We're going to get it this time. So, Pim's talked a lot about the heat. He doesn't whine, so I won't call it that. But in honor of that, we've had... Record heat here, 90 degree temperatures for 30 plus days. So um, this one's kind of related to that. Why is an ice cube so smart? All right, Pam, we got to get it. Go, buddy. I got no chance of getting this. Um, I need the answer. Give it to me. Because it has 32 degrees. <laughs> That's pretty good, though. Thank you. I mean, my kids probably don't know what degrees are, but that's really a dad joke. I don't know what they are either. <laughs> you need a photographer for weddings. Black Hawk Down. <laughs> for weddings, senior portraits, family portraits, then contact Lauren at laurenjoephotography.com. Or if you need a graphic designer, then contact Lauren. Lauren designed her dad's happy hour logo, and she nailed it. She's easy to work with and has great attention to detail. She is committed to her craft. Get in touch with Lauren today if you need a photographer or graphic designer at laurenjoephotography.com. Check her out on Instagram at laurenjoephotography. She did, Nayla. Good job, Lauren Joe. Good job. All right, moving on. Ash has got a fantasy football question for us. Time to talk fantasy. Love it. I do. And I did this one with a little bit of an exception because we want to talk about the rookies coming into this year and what kind of impact they'll make but I do want to leave out no preseason right I do want to leave out Clyde Edwards Hilaire because I think everybody is really high on him so I didn't want to have his name come up in this discussion with the rookie so I I, the question I'm asking is what rookie is going to have the biggest fantasy impact with the exception of Clyde Edwards Hilaire outside of Clyde Edwards okay 
Um, so I, th- I thought about this. I was I thought the obvious answer at first was going to be Jonathan Taylor with the Colts as a running back, but with Marlon Mack there, and they've also got Naheem Hines, who's a great you know pass catcher out of the backfield. But they're expecting Taylor to take over. Uh, they, right? they expect it. At but my point. thing is, I, I think also something to look into is with whole COVID stuff. How long is the season going to last? Sixteen games. Supposedly, but maybe they don't finish the season because they're going to be running into December and January, the middle of flu season. So I don't know if Taylor, I think he actually has like the best projection to eventually be a stud, but Max, not bad. Himes has his role. So I feel like he's not, he's not going to be your pick. He's not my pick. And I thought about the same thing with JK Dobbins, Mark Ingram still there. Who's going to get the ball reliable thought about the receivers. Rookie receivers really don't, pan out as well as we'd like as fantasy players. So my pick is actually is Cam Akers of the Rams because Todd Gurley's gone. That opened up over 250 touches just from last year. Some Gurley scored double-digit touchdowns. He had 300-plus touches the two years prior to that. All of a sudden, there's this hole that apparently McVay doesn't think that Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown are the guy to move into that role. So they invested in Cam Makers, who was a stud at Florida State on a crappy team, who also ran pretty much the same offense, the, the, at least the same zone running scheme style that the Rams do. And so he gets this opportunity right from the get-go to be the guy who's also been this you know, elite talent, or at least he was recruited like he was an elite talent. He produced like an elite talent at Florida State. So with the opportunity to be the guy right from the get-go under a Sean McVay offense, Cam Akers is my choice. He'd be my pick for this question. I don't think that's a bad pick at all. Like, it wasn't my pick, but I, as listening to you, I'm thinking that's a pretty good pick. Yeah, I like Cam Akers. I, I just wonder, because McVay's come out and said that he is uh, a fan of what Shanahan and the 49ers did last year with kind of the running back by committee, hot hand, used several backs. They had Britta, Mostert, um, Tevin Coleman. So they mixed in a lot of guys that use their fullback a lot. So you just wonder if McVay's coming out and saying that to open up the competition to motivate these guys or if that's really a thing because I think Akers has the supreme talent. Uh, so we'll see how I, I, that plays out. I think that's a, a great point, and I think we could see that early on. But I just think early on, Akers will at least get the opportunities to get a good fair share of the carries in the beginning. And then I think his talent would take over towards the end. But I, I do agree. That's would be the drawback for me. Yeah. Goody, I, what you think? I think if there would have been a preseason, I would have gone with Tua. I think Tua would have been the starter day one. Love if there was Tua. a preseason. Tua over Burrow. Yeah, I do. Okay. I would have taken him as for fantasy reasons over Burrow, but being that we didn't have a preseason, um, I'm going to go with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. No. Outside of Clyde Edwards, you can't yeah, pick but him. but I like him. Okay, I'll go with somebody else. Pick then. somebody else and listen to the question. I think that uh, a receiver is going to do it this year as a rookie. I think Jerry Judy's my guy. Nice. It's, it's uh, Drew Locke's second year. He's got a chance to get a good. Judy over your boy, CD? Well, CD's coming into a, a backfield. It's got other guys, two other guys with over 1,000 yards receiving last year. It's going to be tough to step in and be the leading rookie. I think CD will have a good year. But I think uh, Jerry Judy can come in right now and be number one for a young quarterback that's looking for that guy to have that relationship for the next ten years. So I don't, I don't hate it. I think Jerry it, Judy's my pick. I guess Courtland Sutton would probably get the attention. Yeah, he's in the receiving well, corn. But I mean, 
at least at the tension from the defense. And they got a bunch of young guys. They got Noah Fan at tight end. They I got like young. And they also speed. went out and got was it KJ Hamler? Is that his name out of the, in the second round? The receiver. So they they went receiver receiver to start the draft. Yeah. But I mean, I I, I I like the pick. You're blowing my pick up, but I like it. I'm going with Jerry Judy. I'm just trying to tell you you're wrong. And I still feel like Jerry Judy is probably one of the best route runners that came out outside of CeeDee Lamb. But. And outside of me. I'm talking about in this draft. Okay. <laughs> so I went with the other Alabama wide receiver. Um, and I know the drawback to this is the team he plays on and who they always draft, right? The Raiders take That's speed. This guy we can get. So they took Henry Ruggs at third, who ran a 4-2-7. So That's pretty fast. There you go. But um, He's faster I, than me. I just uh, – listening to David Carr kind of on the NFL Network, whose brother is obviously the quarterback for the Raiders. For the time being. Yeah, I'm say for now. Well, the, the buzz is that the quote was, this guy will be targeted every play, either through a jet sweep, bubble screen. They want to get the ball in his hands. They kind of want to use him like – It's Tyreek Hill. So they wanted to use him like Gruden had plans to use Antonio Brown, which obviously didn't work out. So they're working him out of the slot. Um, but he could obviously play outside too. So I just think that he, ha- in terms of opportunity, he could be – the Raiders don't have a strong receiving core at all. I mean, their number one from last year is Hunter Renfro, who was a walk-on at Clemson. You mean Darren Waller? Well, a tight end. I'm, <laughs> yeah, their number one receiver yeah. was, was, you know, Hunter Renfro. And their other one right now is Tyrell Williams, who's washed up from the Chargers. So – the opportunity is there for Ruggs to come in and get a lot of touches. He can be there, Tyreek Hill, for real. Like he can quick. very. I mean, four two seven forty. He's got the speed to to blow past anybody. So, I think Gruden has that mind to be creative and get him the ball. So we'll see what he does with it. So that's kind of why I picked him. I know Raiders and speed and it typically doesn't work out, but I feel good about this it's kid. It's not going to work out. He was a baseball player too, and he was nasty. My, I don't like. I like the pick, but I think the Raiders. I think they really just want to be more of a run team. Like they want to run, 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 run. Now he said the same thing about Jacob. Like we had all the hype about Josh Jacobs last year, and they still didn't give him all the work that probably was expected with all the talk. But I mean, I can't really disagree with that that pick at all. As long as they're, they're going to throw the ball, somebody's got to, they got to, somebody has to catch it. Listen, this, like this, you said, they don't have any hard Hunter run. Renfro is just not going to be the number one. No, but I think Hunter Renfro could be your next uh, Jordy Cooper Nelson. Cup. You know what I mean? Like oh, the yeah. Wes Welker. 12 catches a game type guy. Yeah. For 80 yards. But, I mean, this one was a hard one because I think we all would have chose to do the Clyde Edwards Hilarious. Oh, game. yeah. Yeah, that was, a, it's a, especially once Damian Williams comes out and said, you know, for the COVID reasons, I'm not opting out. Yeah. He shoots up the draft board, and he's the guy and probably the best offense in the league. So, yes, I agree. So, next we're going to talk about the what we think is going to happen in the AFC. Who's going to win the divisions? Who's going to be a wild card team? But first, a word from a sponsor. This week's sponsor is none other than JG's SPF 50 sunscreen. I'm excited to tell you about this miraculous spray that helps reduce the risk of sunburn, sun poison, and even this dreadful skin cancer. This spray-on bottle takes less than five seconds to apply, and any idiot can use it. If you decide to take a dip in the ocean or pool, no problem. Just spend another five seconds and reapply. Your skin will thank you later. Don't be that dude with a big-ass bald head that burns every damn time and then peels for the entire next week. 
There's no need for people to ask you why your head actually looks like the same globe that was in the third grade classroom with a perfect outline of all seven continents. Don't be that dumbass that gets stopped on the beach from the sunscreen to people saying, oh, that's going to hurt. You should have put on sunscreen. And let me tell you, it does not get better if you just think that drinking more beer will make it go away. Go to your local drugstore or anywhere that sells sunscreen and purchase a bottle of JG's SPF 50 sunscreen today. Take it from me. I'm not only the president, but I'm also going to be a client. <laughs> nice. You're going to need that in a few weeks. Gosh, it's peeling so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you do have one hell of a dome to That's get a burnt. lot of sunscreen. Five seconds, really? That's going to be a while. <laughs> yes. You better pack a lunch. All right. So on this episode, we're going to break down the AFC. We're going to do AFC on this one, the NFC on the next one. And we're going to go through each division. We're going to say, hey, this is who we think is going to win. And then we'll give our division winners, wildcard teams, and who we think is going to win the AFC championship this year. So at first, we're going to start with the AFC West. So I think this is just the easiest one, really, like to predict. The Chiefs are going to win this division. It's the Chiefs yeah. and a whole bunch of mediocrity. Like even their last place team, who, or who I think is going to be their last place team, the Chargers, like, it's just an, they're not terrible, but they're not, they're not going to win 10, 11 games. So uh, I'll get the Chiefs winning it because it's pretty obvious. They have, you're probably the best quarterback, you know, on the planet. They've got a great offense. Their defense even picked it up. Hell, they're the Super Bowl champs. They're the Super Bowl champs. They're the Super Bowl champs. So they're repeating. So enough said about them. But number two, I actually have the Broncos finishing second. Ooh. Uh, and, and the reason being is. To the Jerry Judy. <laughs> Maybe actually he is part of the reason they invested around Drew. They gave Drew Locke weapons. He already had Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton. Noah Fant turned out to be, he's so far a promising, you know, young tight end. And then they bring in Judy, they bring in Hamlet. Like they, they put weapons around him. Melvin Gordon comes to town. So they got a little bit of a running they game. Still with got him. Philip Lindsay. Still have Philip Lindsay. And also, they can still get to the quarterback. Von I'm Miller's not big on their offensive line either, though. I mean, that every team has a weakness outside of teams like the Chiefs. But offensive but line can really kill your offense. That, that's true. But, again, they've got the weapons. They've got talent in the backfield. Drew Locke did go 4-1 and one as a starter down at the end of the stretch. So it yeah. seemed like they were trending in the right direction. And their defense with Von Miller and them, they can still get after the quarterback. So I'm going with them to finish second. And then third, I'm going with the Raiders. But again, I, if they won seven games, that's not surprising. If they won eight, that's not surprising. I feel like they're in that seven win, the nine win range. Nothing more, nothing less. Um, I do like Gruden you know, being there. I do think if they commit to running the ball with Josh Jacobs, maybe they can sneak an extra win here or there. So I'm going with the Raiders third and the Chargers fourth. Losing, losing Phillip Rivers, even though he's on the decline, he's still a leader. He still understands the offense. They lose Melvin Gordon. Yes, they got some talent on the defensive end uh, or defensive line, you know, side of the ball. But Tyrod Taylor is he's just a guy. He's a great backup. I don't think he's anything worse than what the Raiders have. I agree. Between Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota, like Tyrod's yeah. – not any worse than those guys. He's not going to turn the ball over, which probably helps the Chargers a little bit more because Rivers turned the ball over like crazy last year. But I just feel like there's the Chiefs, and then you've got three teams that are going to win between like six and nine games. Yeah. So I've got Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders, Chargers. I can agree with what you have, except for I would swap the last two just because 
there's stats that show when teams move cities, they have terrible years right of that. And if you're talking about the Raiders moving cities, it's almost like saying the Browns moved the city. So you think because they're in Vegas, they're going to get into the, the Rona more? No, I just, I just <laughs> think there's a lot going on with moving. Everybody on the team's now moving to get over there and get settled and dealing with this Corona deal. I agree. You got a lot of people moving their families and everything. And then I also think the Chargers getting Derwin James back on defense is like getting your center fielder back in baseball. Like That man's a ball player. Yeah, he's a beast. I mean, I can see it. Yeah, the Chargers and, and I don't think Tyrod's going to hurt them at all. I think he's going to be a serviceable captain-type guy. I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers finished second in that division. Like, yeah, those three either. teams, in my opinion, are just really like one or two games apart from each other. It's the Chiefs yeah. and then the rest. I agree. So, what about you? you think any complaints, I, I, Ash? I, no, I just think the other three doesn't matter because it's going to be the Chiefs. Yeah, so. but there's three wild-card teams now. Yeah, I just Seriously. don't – not coming from there. <laughs> if what if the, what if the Chargers decide to go to Herbert early, like you know yeah. that, that could just right yeah. there could be four straight losses. Yeah, I'm not crazy about the quarterbacks in that division at all. So I don't know that I could, you know, bank on anybody being a wild card out of there. You got Carr slash Mariota, Taylor, and then slash Herbert. Yeah, I mean you got Locke coming into a second year. You don't really know what you're getting. Lock yeah. could be your next. Uh, he very well Josh could Allen be. He could also be a complete bust. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, too. And he's too got, small of a sample size. Yeah. So I don't. I wouldn't bet on any of those teams. I just think it's the Chiefs and blah. When we talked about this, I was like, uh, "Who wants that division?" Because you know what it is. Yeah, yeah. That's why we went to it first. Just to get through it. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the AFC East. Ash, Bills fan, Bills mafia man over here. Yeah. Now. So this. This division is definitely a little tougher. I mean, the only thing I felt confident in saying out of this division was the Jets would finish last. And and it's not necessarily a knock on their roster because I kind of – I think their offense has a lot of promise. I mean, they lost Robbie Anderson to the Panthers, obviously. But, you know, they drafted Denzel Mims, Chris Herndon, if he can keep out of trouble and, and out of injury – He's a promising tight end. Jamison Crowder, solid possession receiver. And then they got Brashad Perryman from the Tampa Bay, who at the end of last year really was a beast. Yeah, he came on. It's like he finally hit his uh, potential. So between Mims and Perryman, they can stretch the field, right? And then they've got the guys who can roll in the middle and Hernan and, and Crowder. So I, I don't like – I don't dislike their group of pass catchers. Where it gets sticky for me is – Bell and Gore sharing a backfield with Adam Gase as the head coach because this is the same Adam Gase that had Gore in Miami and did not give the ball hardly any to Kenyon Drake, who – Yeah, ended up being really good once he went to Arizona. Who, who Who's proven that if he can get the rock, he can be very productive. So that's going to be an interesting dynamic with Bell and Gore. I don't think Adam Gase makes it past like week seven or eight. Right, so – yeah. Again, I, I agree I, with you on this part. Darnold has a lot of upside. Can he stay healthy? Can he make good decisions? His play is so inconsistent. I mean, if you look at him from – and I know because I've had him on some fantasy teams, and one week he will be really good, and you'll be like, yeah, i got to keep him. And then the next week he, he's completely Jameis Winston on you. So <laughs> I, I picked the Jets to finish last. Um, just don't have a lot of confidence in Gase and, and – there's nothing about that team that screams to me special. The players so, don't have confidence in Gase either. Right. Yeah, I agree. I have Jets dead last too. 
So in third, I have the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I think they're on their way to being a really good team. I just think it's too early. You know, they got a legitimate number one now in Devontae Parker. I really like Tua. I, I, I'm a big Tua fan. Just don't know when that. Wait, you said Devontae Torch Parker's is, legitimate number one? He is. Look at it. He was a thousand-yard receiver last year on a crappy team. Um, Somebody had to get the yards. That's true. But they have other receivers, too. And it's a run-heavy offense. So, I like Devontae Parker. I think Tua is going to be good. You just don't know when that torch is going to be passed um, to, to really make a difference. I think the Dolphins are probably the most exciting team for the future in that division. Yeah, yeah I think I that. that. You know, going into more of the offense, the backfield's really underrated. I think it can be really good. Um, Jordan Howard and Brita, I think, are two solid running backs. Flores is from the Patriot system because he's going to be run first, play good defense. And that's kind of where I got him picked third because I don't know how the defense is going to shake out. They have a very good secondary. That well, Xavier Howard is out. Byron Jones still there. Xavier Howard is out, so that's a big piece. Um so I, you know, I think they're in the right direction, but I don't like them over the Patriots and the Bills. Yeah, so I agree. I think the Dolphins and the Patriots are the biggest team, are the teams that lost the most by not having a preseason. I, I agree. So moving to number two, I picked the Patriots. I, I think it's hard to bet against them, right? But they lost a lot with these opt outs, and in the off season they had in general. Off I mean, eight, didn't they? They lost Dante Hightower on their defense. That's a crucial piece. They lost Kyle Van Noy. Uh, they lost Jamie Collins. They lost a lot of Patriot veteran system guys. Um, still have a great secondary, but they also lost Patrick Chung, who's been there for a lot of their Super Bowls. They got the McCourty twins still, and they've got, you know, probably the best corner, Stephon Gilmore. They got Super King. So the, the defense is going to be nice. It always will be with Belichick. The offense is where they got me. Can Cam hit little Julian Edelman? Because your other number one is Nikhil Harry. You got to throw it under like seven feet, though. Yeah, exactly. The other number one is Nikhil Harry. We don't know what he is. We don't know if Muhammad Sanu can play more than five games. I mean, that's been his track record in Atlanta, too. Last year, he was hurt a lot for the Patriots when they acquired him. Stable at running back. Right, uh, could, didn't they just could, add Lamar Miller too? They just yeah. signed Lamar Miller to a one-year deal. But I because, think that's because Sony Michelle's not <laughs> nah, he's, back yet, right? I yeah, think it's just depth purposes right no, now. No, Michelle's projected to start out on pup. Oh, really? I didn't but know. I mean, you still got Burkhead. You still got Damian White. Harris. Yeah. Um, but James White. James still White. Guy, right? So you got a load back there, and their offensive line is going to be decent still too. I if, mean, they got you, if Nikhil Harry can actually become. What Kelvin Benjamin and Devin Punches were for That's what I was Cam early, and then Edelman is kind of the equivalent of a Greg Olson. That, I mean, that's I guess that's what they're saying. Like, hopefully, this is what happens, and then we'll get serious production. If obviously, if Cam's healthy, he can run too. But I mean, you're Bills Mafia, so I see where you're going with this. Yeah, so it's it's hard to bet against the Patriots. I just think this year's odds are stacked against them too much. They they lost a lot, and um, the players opting this out. This will huge. tell you the players a lot. opting out and the shortened off season is going to hurt. If he makes the playoffs with this team, Bill Belichick's the shit. 
Oh, there's no. He doubt. already is. I'm just saying. I, this is it, just a divisional up. breakdown. It's not a yeah, wild card. But, uh, so, what do you think about your Bills winning the division? Then? So, I, I I like the Bills a lot. I think their defense is is above solid. I mean, I think the middle Ed Oliver star opting out hurt them, but they did pick up Vernon Butler, who showed some what he can play. Now they pick for up the all Panthers. the Panthers. Yeah, the, the team's loaded with ex Panthers. They got. Um, Josh Norman, they got A.J. Klein, they got Mario Addison, uh, along with Vernon Butler. But Tredavious White locked down corner. Probably second to I Gilmore. I think he's top three in the league. Either. Yeah, he's a stud. Yeah. So, Norman's played zone coverage with McDermott for years. He, Norman's a shell of himself, I get it, but he knows it, what McDermott wants. In that system, he knows it up and down. Um. The middle linebacker, Tremaine Edmonds, he's a beast. Yep. Um, Poyer and Hyde in the secondary, they're they're solid. Probably really underrated safeties, um, especially in the defense they run. So, I I, I just think the defense is going to put them in a lot of positions to be successful. They got a young backfield with Singletary and Zach Moss and Josh Allen. What's holding them back with that kind of defense from being a 13-win team? That defense is loaded. Uh, I, I mean, think, they should be a 12 or 13 win team with that kind of defense. Yeah, you Do you give that defense to Belichick with any kind of quarterback? That's the team. Well, is, I think people forget that McDermott's still a relatively young in terms of head coaching experience. I mean, he's not, he's been a D coordinator. Yeah, but, but I mean, that probably is a 13 win defense, but you got to have an offense to do something with it. Put well, well, Dak that, or Mahomes or. I mean, he'll even a Rodgers these days. I'm not hating on Allen. I, on think Allen's I a good see where you're going. You're hating on Josh Allen. Who I don't think Allen's terrible at all. I mean, he, he he did pretty well last year, and his receivers were John Brown and Cole Beasley. I mean, they pick up Diggs. You still year. got Beasley, though, right? Yeah, they still got they've I, got Brown, Beasley, and they picked up Stephon Diggs. I like the addition of Diggs a lot. Singletary's really good. They got Moss from Utah. They. They they drafted him. He's a bruising running back for the goal line because Singletary's not a big guy. Uh, they've got all five starters returning on the offensive line, which is really, That's really good. crucial without the offseason. So, I like the Bills. I'm taking the Bills. I think I still have the Patriots just because of Belichick and because I, I just don't believe in Josh Allen yet. He can easily prove me wrong. I mean, he's he's got the talent. He's – He's got good, you know, he can run. He's got a great arm. Uh, he's got some good deep threats with Brown and Diggs now. Um, I mean, Diggs, I really like the addition of Diggs. That helps him out a whole lot. But, I mean, again, with everything that you just said that they have, they should be an excellent team. And if they're not, I'm pointing to one person, likely. I have, I have the Bills winning that division. Nice. I, I think Josh Allen is like a poor man's cam at the second year. Like he's he's a okay. he's a big kid that can sling the ball and he runs with it. All right. Well, let's move on to the AFC North. Which Goody man, you you've got this one. I do, and I thought this one was pretty simple. But I'll start with the team I think is going to finish fourth is the Bengals again. They are they're still going to fight for the first pick in the draft. They drafted Joe Burrow. AJ Green's coming back. They lost Andy Dalton, which was. You know, the veteran quarterback that could have done well teaching that kid to learn to be a professional quarterback. They lost Tyler Eifert. I've got them. They were 2-14 and 14 last year. To be fair, Eifert rarely ever played. Yeah, you're right. But he's still a good player. And they suck. <laughs> and at Cincinnati. And at Cincinnati. They were 2-12. and 12. I got them going 4-12. and 12. 
Okay. I think they win a few more. They I don't were think two they're going to be that bad. But they're still going to be a – yeah, they're, they're the bottom feeders of that division. I got them going 2-12. Third in the division, I've got the Steelers. Steelers, wow. they're getting Big Ben back. They I, signed Ebron, which I, I like Ebron coming there. They uh, they did get a guard in Stefan Wisniewski or whatever his name is. Yep. Try again. Wisniewski? That works. Yeah. Wisniewski. But they lost they lost their D tackle in Javon Hargrave, which was huge. When you lose the guy, to, the run stopper, then whatever. I got him going 8-8, eight and eight, and they, that's only if. Only if Ben lasts they, at least eight games. That's surprising to me Supposedly because without ben, back. without ben last year with the carousel they had at quarterback, they won eight games. I don't feel like Terrible Ben's going to do much more. quarterbacks last year. Terrible. I don't think Juju's as good as they expect him to be. I mm. think Juju's pretty darn good. And I'm um, hoping he's on your fantasy team. Uh, I, nah, yeah. he don't have any picks until round 11. He can, um, get him in, nah, he can get him in one of his picks. Anyway, second division, I got the Browns. Browns... Their roster is pretty damn crazy. Like when you look at the roster, you're like, you should be good. Then they go out and get Case Keenum to give Baker some push. They got Jack Conklin out of Tennessee, which is a, a mauler on the line. They drafted Jedrick Willis, who I think was the best left tackle in the draft. Somehow he fell to ten. Um, Adrian Claiborne, and then they got uh, Austin Hooper at tight end. They did get Austin Hooper. They drafted Grant Delpit, who I thought was a safety that the Cowboys were going to go after the first round if C.D. Lamb wasn't there. Uh, Andrew Sandehu, a safety. I mean, they've, they've made some big moves, man. That roster is so talented, too. If, if they could just. I got them going 9-7, and seven, barely beating Pittsburgh. Okay. But then, honestly, y'all with Baltimore, it wouldn't have bothered me to put them at 16-0. When I looked at their roster, they got the weakest road schedule there is yeah how do you get that kind of schedule i don't the know. record they had last year and then you go out and sign kaylee's campbell and you franchise judon like your defensive ends are stout yeah so your defense has gotten even stronger and then you then you get uh patrick queen the guy that's expecting to have like 100 tackles this year or something like he's going to be good J.K. Dobbins, i think is going to get some ball carries i think jk dobbins is going to eventually be a stud because they, i mean they did split uh, between Ingram and Gus Edwards and them. They did split a little bit of time, but I think J.K. Dobbins eventually is going to be a beast in that offense. Maybe not this year, but years He's to going come. to help this year. Yeah, he's going to help. But years I think their best be rookie this year is going to be Patrick Queen. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. But the thing about it is they were 14-2 and two last year. Yeah. I got them going 13-3 and three just because I'm respecting the NFL going, okay, you can any given Sunday. But I would not be surprised to see this team go 16-0. I mean, I don't think – I'm just saying from their schedule, you look at it and you can't find a week where you go, they're going to beat Baltimore. Yeah, a 16-0 is, seems absurd. Uh, I agree. I, I like that you say 13-3. I agree with everything you said. I think it is. It's the Ravens. I, I do like the Browns. Their roster is incredible. It's just what can they do with it? Well, I, it's leadership too, right? So coaching. So they got rid of Freddie Kitchens. Uh, they bring in what is it, Stefanski? Yeah, is that right? Uh, who comes from a winning organization? I think the Browns are on the, the the right direction. So I do like that. I agree. I think it's the Ravens, the Browns, the Steelers. Well, I think the Browns and the uh, Steelers are really close. And I've got them one game apart. So yeah. 
I'm going to Mike Tomlin and Ben Roth. If Ben Roethlisberger comes back for 16 games, that's probably going to switch. Just how long is his elbow going to hold up? Yeah. Yeah, the one thing for and sure he is. he looks like he is completely out of shape on everything I see on that guy. He does look like you. He looks just like When you a, wear your hat backwards, he looks just like you. Just with the different color beer. That's man, it. Man, I was going to say like Fat Bastard or something. That's, that's pretty harsh. I'm going to break your swing set. Don't do that. I don't want to put another one together. All right. So the AFC South then. All right. AFC South. I think that one's really interesting. It is. There's, again, much like Ash's AFC East, there's one thing for certain. The Jaguars are going to finish DFL. They're, They're finishing dead Trevor. last. Yeah. They're projected to probably win the number one pick next year. The Jaguars suck. I do like their quarterback, though. They're treating him like Chuck Norris. Minshew? I don't like him in football. I just like him. Gardner Minshew is going to be a long-time solid backup. He's going to be like a Derek Anderson with more flair. Like, he's going to always have a job. Somebody's going to pay him to be the backup, and when he comes in, he's going to produce when needed, I think. Like, he, he, I like him, too. So he could turn into a Jake DeLome. Down the road. Maybe so. Yeah, I could see that if he gets that opportunity. I don't know if he's taking a – well, maybe he could take a team to a Super Bowl. The way he slings it, he gets hot. Like Josh McCown? I, I could see he it. Played on like 15 teams. He did. I think he'll always have a job. But anyway, the Jaguars suck. I think they want to suck. I don't think Minshew will always have a job. I think he's about a three, four-year guy he's out. Really? I don't know. I don't see the talent there. I mean, there's a lot of backup quarterbacks that don't have talent. So, well, yeah. we'll see. Look at Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> he had some talent. That guy, that guy could throw it and run. So, all right. So, <laughs> I think the uh, the Colts are the winner of this division. I think Rivers is going to do it. So they were pretty bad at quarterback last year. They Cement were, foot Rivers. <laughs> I'm not. He seemed like he was on the decline, but I think under Frank Reich, you know, they've got a solid. They've got a really good running game. So, like we talked about earlier, they brought in Jonathan Taylor, the rookie. They've got Marlon Mack. I think they can. Pound the rock. They've got a good Naheem Hines out of the nice. backfield is somebody that I think Rivers is going to hit a lot is coming T. out of the backfield. Is T.Y. going to be healthy? If T.Y. is healthy, they uh, invested in a wide receiver in the draft with uh, Michael Pittman. Um, Jack Dole. They got Jack Dole at tight end. So I like Dole. I think with the offensive line and the running game, he's no Gates. I but. think Rivers will succeed a lot more than he did last year, but I think he'll be able to manage that offense. They've got a solid defense. They've got a great offensive line. They really do. Mm. And they have a great running game. And if you've got a really good running game and a decent defense, you can control the clock and win a lot of games. And with Rivers being an experienced quarterback, I think his thing is like, look, just don't turn the ball over. He did that a lot last year. He's going to turn the damn ball. He is, but they were asking him. Here, take this. They were asking him to throw the ball like crazy in Los Angeles. He's not going to have to do that in Indianapolis. It's like, well, oh, he's going to have more time to throw the ball here. He's going to have more time, and he's going to have a, a run game that he can play action off of, which is going to open up T.Y. Hilton more down the field. So He's doing play action. He needs more time because it takes him a while to set up. <laughs> it does. So i got the Colts winning that division, and then I've got him followed by the Titans. I really want to put the Titans lower because I really like Deshaun Watson and the Texans. They excite me more, but the Titans just know who they are. And if they want, and I think the Colts win this division with like ten wins, maybe was, was, was Tannehill a fluke, or was he just See, better t- than what he looked in that, Miami? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking the Titans they at least know who they are. We're gonna run the ball, run the ball. Even if we're down by two touchdowns in the fourth, 
If we keep running the ball, we think we've got a shot. Handed to this monster back here. Just give it to Derrick Henry. Nobody wants to tackle this man. Their defense got hot towards the end of the year. Tannehill, though, the reason I don't have them winning that division is because of Tannehill. Is he really as good as he was last year, or does he regress back to average at best like he was in Miami? I think A.J. Brown's going to show out. I do think A.J. Brown's a stud, though. He's a stud. Kind of reminds me of a T.O. He's a stud. He works out with Jerry. Big old dude. So I've got the Titans finishing second, a very close second to the Colts. If they won that division, I wouldn't be surprised, and it's because they know who they are as a team. Third, I've got the Texans. I want the Texans to win the division. I love Deshaun Watson. He's exciting as hell to me. Uh, but they got rid of DeAndre Hopkins. They got rid of one of the best wide receivers in I football. I think lucky to finish third. And they brought in David Johnson, who I love That's DJ. Your boy. Oh DJ God. won me a fantasy football <laughs> title. but In 2001. <laughs> it's not true. It was recent. Just took me a long time to get there. Do we know what DJ is? Is he really the guy? Is he a feature back? We don't know that. Can Will Fuller even stay healthy? Brandon Cooks, the same thing. Can he stay healthy? So they've got all these supposedly good weapons. Like Will Fuller, I mean, he's if he's healthy, he's a huge threat to the defense. Brandon Cooks, the same thing. He's a huge threat to the defense. David Johnson, too. Can they stay healthy? Can they stay on the field? I mentioned Randall Cobb. And they got old man Randall Cobb. Old man reliable. Paid a lot of money. They did, but is that good enough? I don't know. And their defense, can J.J. Watt even stay healthy? They have, like, their best players have so many health They lost Clowney. Well, he lost them last year before that, but yeah. still. Their defense is taking some hits. So I've got the I've got the, uh, the Colts, Titans, then Texans, and, of course, the Jaguars are fighting for the number one overall pick next year. So, But with that being said. I like your bottom two. You agree with that? So you think the Titans win the division? I think the Titans win the division, yeah. I can see it. I think their defense is really good. Their offensive line is great. Um, I think that Tannehill might not be a fluke. We're going to see. Maybe he was just bad because he was in a bad team. But Adam Gase. I mean, and I think A.J. Brown's a stud. I think Derrick Henry is more than a stud. He's a damn linebacker playing running back. He is a monster. All right, so let's name him. You, good to review your AFC – Division winners, and then name your wild card teams. And who do you think is going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl? Well, I've got the Chiefs getting the only buy because there's only one buy this year. Yep. All right. So I had Baltimore winning their division. I have Tennessee winning their division, and uh, I have Baltimore winning their division. I'm in Buffalo. I'm sorry. So your three wild cards. I've got New England as a wild card. Mm-hmm. I've got Cleveland as a wild card. But then I'm going to surprise you, and I had Houston as a wild card. Oh, wow. Yeah. As a seven seed. As a seven seed, okay. And who do you think represents the AFC in the Super Bowl? Baltimore. Ash, what you got? I got Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, Colts. Four division winners. Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, Colts. I do. Wild card. So you think the Colts are going to win that division too? Okay. I do. Wild card. I think Tennessee gets a wild card. I think New England gets a wild card. And I think the Steelers get the wild card. Okay. okay. I had them a game apart. I, I so just think if close. you win eight games after that team they had last year, 
It's got to be better. But are you playing Roethlisberger because you think he's going to be best for the team or because it's been I think he knows what he's doing. And with Mason Rudolph and all those other guys they platooned in, nobody really knew what they were doing. Right. Plus they had those young wide receivers who now at least have a year under their belt. And Ben can throw the ball around if he can stay healthy. So I, I think they'll be good, man. They're always good. Their defense is going to be solid. Oh, their offensive there. line is solid. I, I see him. I see him getting a wild card spot. All right. Yeah, so I've got the Chiefs, the Ravens. Wait, wait who did he have in the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah, who's your Super Bowl representative? <laughs> uh, oh, Bill's Mafia. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Why, why not? not? Why not? You think the Bills are over Kansas City and Baltimore? I think if the defense shows up, they can, they can give the Chiefs a run for the money. Okay. So I've got – Pretty much the same. Chiefs, Ravens, Colts. I've got the Patriots winning their division. I've got the Bills in the playoffs as a wild card. The Titans. My seventh seed is the Browns. I think they do it. Okay. I think the coaching chains, you know, makes it happen. I'm going to go with the Browns on that. And I'm going to take a very boring AFC Super Bowl. The Chiefs. The Chiefs. I just think they're that much better than everybody else. You think they're that much better than the Browns? Than the Ravens? To me, it just comes down to the quarterback, and I think Mahomes is just – I think we're in this window of just superior greatness with Mahomes. And so, he even he wasn't even Mahomes good last year. I remember when uh, it was like third or fourth year of Rodgers thinking like he's the best we've ever seen. And I think that's where we are with Mahomes. I agree. I think Mahomes has more weapons. But I, I think, think just Mahomes even, has even locked a lot up, of talent. Locked up Travis Kelsey. But he has a lot Next of time. talent. He does. If you what what does he not have? He's got a great arm. He's accurate. He th- he runs. He can run. And he throws the shit out of the ball. He's what, amazing. What, what, what and then their missing? defense got hot too at the end of last year, and it seems like they were starting to figure things out. So, but I don't know. It's a boring pick, but I just don't see anybody beating them. And especially if they get their one overall seed. I mean, you got to run through Kansas City. It was hard for me to pick somebody to beat the Chiefs. Although I don't know I if that to. makes much of a difference these days, since nobody's going to be in the stands. But I don't know. I'm, I'm taking Mahomes and the Chiefs. That's I like boring, that we all three pick different teams to be in the Super Bowl. It's good, man. Good job, guys. We'll all, we'll all have the same team on the NFC side. His hands up for some. Probably reason. not. But why are you raising your hand? <laughs> I had something to say, and I talk with my hands. You brought it a back lot. down. I saw that. Yeah, and now because You're y'all were talking, I forgot it. what I was going to say. Yes. Okay. Good. But anyway. It's time to move on. That's our AFC preview. We're going to keep track of it so we can call each other out at the end of the season. But it's the end of summer, which means fall's coming, football's coming. It also means fall beers and incredible beer weather is coming out. So we're going to move into our top five favorite North Carolina breweries. Yeah, I like this one. Goody, what's your five? You know, just for Ash, I did two honorable mentions right here. Yes. I've got honorable mentions. My honorable mentions are Nodar Brewing here in Charlotte and Wicked Weed in Asheville. But, all right, I'm going to go with number five. I'm shocked that those are honorable missions and not in your top five. Okay. okay. Number five, <laughs> re- res- resident culture here in Charlotte. Love it. Love the atmosphere there. I like the beers there. Um, every time I've been, we had a great time. So, number four, I put New Anthem in Wilmington. 
Love the place. You know, I didn't get to go there because they're closed. All they're doing is just to go sales. When I was down there for vacation. When they opened the window up on the side of it, and I've heard they moved, but it was in a little small place where you can just see all the the vats, whatever they're called. Yeah. It, It was fun. You can take your dog in there like most breweries are doing. But three, I've got High Wire Brewing in Asheville. I think high wire is a good atmosphere. And for me, atmosphere is a lot. If it, yeah. if it's inviting, it's friendly, family, you know, kids are good there while I'm having a few beers. Two, I got Sycamore because Sycamore is always fun. And they make great beer too. They make great. They've always got good beer. And if you go on Friday night when they got all the food trucks out there. Yeah. They got a lot of space out there. Perfect. But number one, I've always enjoyed every trip that I make to Asheville and we go to New Belgium. Just sit out and watch the river go, and we'll see people tubing by. There's a fire out back, and I love all the new Belgian beers. A citradelic, a fresh citradelic, and watch the river running. We've done it in the snow, done it in the hot weather. Perfect every time. Man, I can't wait to get back up to Asheville and get to some of these breweries after you talking about New Belgium and stuff. I I, I miss it. So I'm gonna head. Ne- I'm gonna go next. I'm gonna head next. I'm gonna go next. Uh, a couple of honorable mentions. There's a lot in Charlotte. Like Goody said, Sycamore Brewing is amazing. I love the space out there. Old Mech, too. That's another one where you can just sit and just let the kids just go run around. But also... But are you are you going off of beers? Like you like their beers? I or do just everything. The brewery? It's okay. the brewery, the beers, it's everything for me. Because Old you know? Mech, I was just wondering how you... I like Old Mech's beers. I like, I like their copper. I just... I'm moving on, I think. Oh, they do some seasonal stuff that's really good, and they they're, have an, they're, they're Mechtoberfest. Yeah, good. and they're ball, yeah, exactly. Especially coming up soon, I can't wait to have some of that. Um, the more we hang out here in this area in Waxhaw, Dream Chasers, I got to give them a shout out, man. I love the vibe in there. I love the old fire truck station. Yeah, it's a good place. They got good beers. Just that yard breather's good. Yeah, it feels local. It just feels like you're a local down the street dive. I like it, and I then also recently uh, Wrightsville Beach Brewery. I've Down never in been to that one. They got a little beer garden area. And they've got some food too that's really good. Some good pizzas and stuff. But obviously their beer is. They've got a couple of IPAs up there that I, like I really enjoyed. So, but number five for me, Crank Arm Brewing in Raleigh. So I work in Raleigh a lot, and I stay downtown. I'm actually going to be there next week. You don't have a job. <laughs> I'm going to be there next week, and it's this really small little hole in the wall brewery. They make really great brews. Uh, and it's right downtown. It's walking distance to the hotel that I stay at. I stop in there and have a beer every time. It's number five for me. Number four, Highland Brewery up in Asheville. Okay. I love the big open space. They have incredible beers. I haven't been to a show there, but I know they run a lot of concerts and shows. Number three, Green Man. Green Man's good. I love Green Man in Asheville, especially like the whole like garage little setup. Yeah. You walk in, it feels like you're at the bar while they're brewing the beer. Yeah. I love the Green vibe. Man's there. great. Number two, Noda here in Charlotte. Love the space. I love all their beers. Their food's great. Yeah, take the kids there. It's fantastic. Number one for me, though, is Wilmington Brewing Company. I guess I guess it's got a special place in my heart when we lived down there. It started it's so good. It, it touches your lips. <laughs> it started as a little homebrew shop. They still have the homebrew shop where you can buy your own ingredients, make your own beer, and they've got the the you know the little uh little bar room in there to get you a beer and then you can walk through the brewery and they've got the outside area and they've got all this space for kids to play Jenga and cornhole inside too so it doesn't have to be outside i need to go there i love that spot so that's my that's my is that where you got your homebrew stuff from it is where i got my homebrew stuff from and they're great people the people that own it john and michelle are fantastic 
easy to, you know, if you got questions, they'll answer all of them. It's just really, it's ran by really good people too. So that's that helps. good to know. Ash, what you got for five? Man, mine's What's your honorable much, mention? Carolina Alehouse is not one. I don't have any honorable mentions, but my uh, top five is a little Harris, more Harris Teeter uh, geographically centered than your guys because you guys go all over. Mine could have easily been not North Carolina, but three counties uh, that we're close <laughs> to. So number five, and this is one I just recently visited, and it's called Southern Strain. It's in uh, downtown Old Concord area. Um, they do a lot of kind of blackberry uh, flavors in their beers, and it's local blackberries from, like, North and South Carolina. Like, and still make a light beer, though? Yeah, they have a – my favorite beer there is um, – uh, it's a lager. I'm drawing a blank now. It's yeah, but they vain, use blackberries in a lager. That's pretty cool. It's like an old industrial-looking yeah. place, too. It's cool there? setup. Yeah. Really cool outside setup. Really uh, serves some really good food, too. Um, nice. Which I think is important when you're picking your top brewery. Good for families. Like you're kids. gonna get you're gonna get hungry. Yeah, it's um, really good for kids when yeah. you're drinking. Um, so that's number five. I, like I said, we just went there a couple weeks ago or a week ago. It was really really nice, surprising. Uh, number four, I said Noda. Uh, much like Pim, I I kind of like all their beers. Um, I like their aesthetics. Uh, I think it's cool, the atmosphere, the ambiance. So. Uh, number three, I said Sycamore, another one where they don't have a lot of bad beers. No, like man. You can try anything there, and, and they put, they're still putting new stuff out. It's not like just their and their original six, five, six beers. You know, they're expanding, and everything they're putting out, Whoever my wife and I both enjoy. Right. Uh, number two, I like Wooden Robot, and also in Noda. Good Morning Vietnam is one of the the best beers I've ever had. I've been, I like there, how I've been they, there once, and I thought it was good. It was just, I think they were new. I think the the way they kind of mix wine, beer, ales, that kind of formula, and their proximity to the light rail, because where I live, we can get right off the light rail and be right at the backside of Wooden Robot. So we like it there. Um, and number one, again, proximity to my house, Cabarrus Brewery. I knew that would be on yours. Dude, I, their beers are phenomenal, and... They have a huge outside area. Um, they have a like patio for outside with like picnic tables, but they have a huge outside area where they have food, multiple food trucks always. They have bands play. Have an upstairs part of their brewery that you could have like small parties in. It's just really good atmosphere, really good beer, and it's close to where I live, so that's we why need I to put make it number one. I need to get a family and go to. That is Cabarrus. a solid top five for being pretty close to the your house. Yeah, there's a lot of good breweries right around here, though. Oh, Charlotte yeah. is North Carolina in general has a, like Asheville's great, but Charlotte is yeah. really good. Yeah, I mean North Carolina's got plenty of good breweries all over the place. So, but that's gonna do it for us this episode, uh, guys. Next time that we run an episode, it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna have some special guests on. It's going to be live from where we're doing our fantasy football draft. It's going to be nuts. I think Go Cowboys. Chad Hug is going to be on the show. I think the return of Jason Lindsay from Top Team Fitness is going to be there. We're going to bring them all on? Jeez. I think we are going I to bring I think we them should on. bring everyone on, except for one. Except for Newt. Yeah. yeah. And maybe Miller, too. But Miller's not allowed to come on. Email us. Again, a couple spots left in the Fantasy Football League. 
Email us dad's happy hour podcast at Gmail. Email us dad rants, top five suggestions, whatever you want to do. Uh, tell a it, friend. Tell a friend. We're going to have a lot of fun on the next episode. Make sure you listen to that one. It's going to be exciting. But hey, until next time, cheers. Enjoy your beers. Love cheers. You.